Guideline First Look Guideline for Prevention of Perioperative Pressure Injury by Karina Stanton The new AORN Guideline for Prevention of Perioperative Pressure Injury will provide guidance to perioperative team members on the prevention of perioperative pressure injury, PI, in patients undergoing operative and other invasive procedures. Recommendations for preventing perioperative PI were previously included in the AORN Guideline for Positioning the Patient, which was last updated in 2017, and are now being published for the first time in a separate guideline. The guideline will be available in the AORN eGuidelines Plus in May 2022. Quote, We determined that there was enough evidence to publish PI prevention recommendations in a separate guideline to increase awareness of practices to prevent PI from developing during surgical care. End quote, said Lisa Spruce, AORN Director of Evidence-Based Perioperative Practice and Lead Author of the Guideline. New and updated recommendations in this guideline address such topics as PI prevention practices, risk assessment, and skin tone considerations. Pressure Injury Prevention Program A perioperative interdisciplinary team should be established to participate in the healthcare organization's PI prevention program. This team should include preoperative circulating and post-anesthesia care unit nurses, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, wound care physicians and nurses, support quality management and risk management personnel, perioperative services executives, and patient representatives. The team should have the authority and responsibility to develop policies and procedures related to the prevention of PI. Quote, Pressure injuries frequently originate in the OR, but often are not discovered until many hours later, which means the OR may not be notified about the PI. End quote, Spruce said. Quote, With increased awareness of PI incidents throughout participation in a PI prevention program, the OR can have the incidence data to develop quality improvement activities designed to mitigate PI risk. End quote. Risk assessment. Risk assessments for PI should be visual and comprehensive and incorporate a structured risk assessment tool that is specific to the age of the patient and validated or demonstrated to be reliable for perioperative patients. Three PI risk assessment tools have been validated for perioperative patients. The Monroe Pressure Injury Risk Assessment Scale for perioperative patients, Risk Assessment Scale for the Development of Injuries Due to Surgical Positioning, and Perioperative Risk Assessment Measure for Skin. The Monroe Pressure Injury Risk Assessment Scale for perioperative patients evaluates the three phases of perioperative care and explains, rather than predicts, the risk factors for PIs acquired intraoperatively. The risk assessment and score is cumulative. The risk assessment scale for the development of injuries due to surgical positioning includes the type of surgical position, length of surgery, type of anesthesia, support service, limb position, comorbidities, and patient age. The perioperative risk assessment measure for skin measures important PI risk factors, such as diabetes, age, surgical time, previous surgery, and a pre-existing PI.
The Scott Triggers tool has demonstrated reliability for perioperative patients. It has a predictive value in screens for age, serum albumin levels, American Society of Anesthesiologists Physical Status Classification Score, and estimated surgery duration. Spruce noted that the Braden scale does not address risk factors associated with surgical patients and thus should not be used for perioperative patients. The interdisciplinary PI prevention team members should select which risk assessment tools will be used as a standard in the organization. Quote, It is important to remember that a risk assessment tool should never replace a comprehensive patient assessment conducted by a qualified perioperative nurse using sound clinical judgment. End quote. Spruce added. A visual diagram outlining intrinsic and extrinsic risk factors for PI is included in the new guideline to support comprehensive assessment. Support Surfaces To help reduce the risk of PI, all perioperative patients should be positioned on surfaces that redistribute pressure. The interdisciplinary PI prevention team members should determine the type of support surfaces that should be used for perioperative patients in the organization. The most effective support surfaces provide pressure redistribution by having the lowest interface pressures, that is, load between the skin and the support surface, lowest peak interface pressure, and the highest skin contact area. Foam support surfaces have been demonstrated to be inferior to all other support surfaces for preventing PI. According to a recent systematic review and meta-analysis of support surfaces, reactive air surfaces may be better than foam surfaces for preventing and healing PIs. Alternating pressure air surfaces may be better, and less expensive overall, than foam surfaces for preventing PIs. And reactive gel surfaces may be better than foam surfaces for preventing PIs, and were especially effective for patients undergoing surgery for several hours. A new recommendation was added in this section that patients at high risk of PI should be placed on high-specification reactive or alternating pressure support surfaces before and after surgery. Prophylactic dressings Prophylactic dressings should be applied to bony prominences in patients at high risk of PI to reduce the effects of pressure, shear, and friction on healthy skin. Patients also should be protected from device-related PIs, such as those caused by airway pressure masks, endotracheal tubes, and blood pressure cuffs. Protective measures may include applying silicone foam dressings or a barrier sleeve, for example, stockinette. Prophylactic dressings work by changing the temperature and humidity of the skin surface. Their effectiveness depends on several factors, such as the material of the dressing, the presence of perforations or micropores in the film, and the number of layers of the dressing. Types of prophylactic dressings include semi-permeable film, hydrocolloid, and foam. The dressing size should be selected based on the manufacturer's instructions. Correct sizing supports redistribution of pressure, shear, and friction. The interdisciplinary PI prevention team members should determine the types of prophylactic dressings that will be used in the organization. Spruce indicated that, 
Although some of the recommendations related to prophylactic dressings are not new, perioperative team members can benefit from revisiting them because PI is a common occurrence on a patient's bony prominences, especially for patients with specific risk factors, such as older age and being underweight. She recommends that team members use the new chart provided in the guideline that shows pressure points for common surgical positions. For example, patients in the supine position may require prophylactic dressings applied to the occiput, scapulae, arms, elbows, thoracic vertebrae, lumbar spine, sacrum coccyx, buttocks, and heels. Patient skin tone. Skin tone is an important consideration when assessing skin for signs of PI after surgery. It can be difficult to observe subtle changes in skin color, such as non-blanching arrhythmia, in patients with darkly pigmented skin. In addition, research suggests that early-stage PI is underdetected in these patients. An assessment in patients with darkly pigmented skin should include checking skin temperature and evaluating for the presence of edema, induration, and pain. One tool that may be used to assess skin perfusion is long-wave infrared thermography. This is a non-contact, non-invasive method for measuring temperature differences between adjacent and injured skin by creating a two-dimensional image that shows warm tissue that is well-perfused compared to cold tissue that is not well-perfused. Conclusion The goal of this new guideline for prevention of perioperative pressure injury is to create awareness of PI prevention practices. Spruce concluded that it should be used in conjunction with the updated AORN guideline for patient positioning because perioperative team members should be familiar with their organization's mechanism to evaluate the effectiveness of processes and compliance with positioning policies and procedures and function of positioning equipment and devices as part of the PI prevention program. Quote, Both guidelines present safe practices that are relevant for preventing PI in perioperative patients. End quote, she said. <laughs>